Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's time for our weekly visit with the Hall of Famer John McClain from Sports Radio 610. Here's your boy Q. And John McClain joins us to kick off hour number two of the show, Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And John, we do appreciate you on this Tuesday. And uh, we found out the details and we saw the information about Jimmy G and his contract over the Memorial Day weekend. And I'm sure you saw it as well from Pro Football Talk. Just what were your thoughts when you saw what was going on with the Raiders quarterback? I thought Mike Florio did a great job getting a copy of the contract and and disclosing the addendum, which tells you that Garoppolo is not all that concerned about it, and it tells you the Raiders wanted to protect themselves as if as any smart team would. And Garoppolo's had injuries before. He knows what it entails to come back as far as the surgery, as far as the rehab. There's a question about why he didn't just get the surgery back when he had it. Well, it's obvious those doctors told him they could heal without it. And it is not healed the way you want it. It's not like that they pull the wool over the Raiders' eyes. So hopefully it'll be a big to-do about nothing. But it does show you that uh, the Raiders were concerned about it, as they should have been. Now, they're, they're unless they're trying to get Caleb Williams uh, or Drake May, which they're not going to be, bad enough to do, you know, they are, if they don't want to have to play Brian Hoyer or the rookie. So I hope everything goes well. You know, the odds are Garoppolo's going to be, get hurt. I think he's only played a full schedule once, but they knew that when they signed him. It's a very fair contract, and I think as long as he's healthy, he'll play well. You know, Devontae Adams will be very happy, and, um, and hopefully they'll win some games and not be put in a situation where people kill him because Garoppolo never suits up for him. Yeah, that would be the worst-case, worst-case scenario. We've been talking about a few different scenarios, but that definitely would be the worst-case scenario uh, if that happens with Jimmy G. Is this a, a situation, John, as you look back on it now, that it makes it seem like the legal tampering period really kind of hurt the Raiders in the long run? Oh, uh, We never know when, when anybody contacts anybody. Everybody breaks the rules. I mean, everybody. It's like in the old days when people would say, well, everybody else cheats, but my school doesn't. (laughs) Baylor sure doesn't cheat. And uh, so everybody breaks the tampering rules. And uh, I'm sure the Raiders have doctors that they trust. And Garoppolo has the right, of course, to go get his his own uh, opinion from another doctor. So you know they've examined him. Thoroughly. Yeah. And uh, so hopefully it'll be a moot point. Yeah, the point I made before before you came on was if they were overly concerned about it, they signed him before the draft. I think they would have been more aggressive in the draft to try to find their franchise quarterback instead of waiting until the fourth round if they were overly concerned, thinking that Jimmy G might not suit that's, up. That's a great point, Q. They would have done that. There were quarterbacks they could have been all over. They could have traded up and could have stayed where they are. But as it is, you know, they, they were, sure enough, you'll be able to play that they took Tyree Wilson. Right, exactly. John McClain, Sports Radio 610, joins us here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Go ahead, DeMar. A player that you're very familiar with, DeAndre Hopkins, he is now a free agent. Which team do you think has the best chance of signing him? 
I think DeMond, at this point in his career, he'll be 31 next week. He wants to play for a contender. Most of the time he played for the Texans. They won the AFC South. They couldn't get beyond the second round of the playoffs. They go to Arizona, win the first 10 games, go to the playoffs, get cream. Now they may be the worst team in the league. So I think he's made so much money. He's not married. I've never heard anything about him blowing his money, except on clothes. <laughs> and uh, I think that money money's always a factor. I think he will go with the team that gives him the most money that has a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Now, there's a lot of teams. You know, Buffalo and Baltimore and Kansas City were among the teams interested in him. Sean Watson's recruiting, recruiting him like he's a high school senior. And uh, maybe, maybe Watson could slip him a little NIL money under the table that doesn't get caught with a salary cap. But he'd love to be reunited with Hopkins. One thing to keep in mind, DeAndre Hopkins, who was 28th pick of the first round in 2013, played Houston and Phoenix. So he has never played in a site that's bad weather. I don't know if that's important. Does he want to win a championship uh, bad enough to go to Buffalo? Does he want to win a championship bad enough to go to Cleveland? He knows what it's like to play there and how bad the weather can be. So I don't know which team it would be. I just know it's not going to be a bad one. Unfortunately for him, if he'd have been available in March, there would have been a lot of teams interested that still had some money. You know, you want to be a free agent before the draft because a lot of teams solve problems with wide receivers who are not going to cost nearly as much money as DeAndre Hopkins will. Yeah, uh, something else I wanted to ask you about that, because after the draft, after free agency, the money is dried up, and we see so many veterans that are out there now that are still on the market, hey, they're not probably going to get their true market value. Do you think that maybe he shot himself in the foot a little bit here, and he's not going to get as much as he's asking for, and is going to have to wait a little bit longer? Well, remember, he got cut. You know, what didn't mm-hmm. anything do with him? Yeah. You know, and, and it's interesting because, they could have waited until this week and divided the cap hit over two years. They went ahead and did it last week and took the $22 million cap hit. And I think it's Mike Florio that, that uh, speculated that uh, they're, because they're tanking to get the top pick, they don't want to have any money so, so they can go out and get players. They could say, hey, we don't have any cap dollars. You know, we're, we're short as it is. And uh, I think if they do do that, You'll see the commissioner investigating them. But uh, he would have been so much better off if he'd have been cut in March. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Teams have spent their money. Usually the ones that have a lot of cap money, the teams are horrible. Then when it comes to tanking, I'm glad you brought that up because there is no clear-cut teams, at least in my eyes, that they are going to be the worst team in the league this year. Who do you think is going to get win the Caleb the Caleb Williams or the Drake May sweepstakes, and do you think the Texans are they going to be better than expected this year? Well, it depends. You play a rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterback kind of making mistakes. If you play a veteran like say Davis Mills, who started for two, most of two years, you might win a game or two, but that defeats the purpose. Texans right now they draft choices next year. They have picks in the first, second, and third round. They will not be drafting a quarterback. 
That's all I know. <laughs> and uh, But I tell you what, it's going to be fun to watch these young quarterbacks. Everybody tells me Nashville, so you watch Will Levis play before everybody is speculating with Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill last year, DeMond, and I know you know this, being a fan, they were 500 when he was healthy. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have A.J. Brown. And Mike Vrabel's a great coach. They, I think they'll finish second in the division if they play Ryan Tannehill. If they go with Will Levis, they're going to struggle, just like the Texans and the Colts, and they'll all be battling for second and last place behind the Jaguars unless something happens to Trevor Lawrence. Then they're going to fall back like the other teams in the AFC South. John McClain, Sports Radio 610, is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Necessary Roughness. Now, you mentioned Baltimore as a team that could be interested in DeAndre Hopkins. What do you think that that offense looks like with Lamar Jackson and now new offensive coordinator Todd Monken? Is that he does have some real legit weapons now there in Baltimore. Yeah, they're not going to go after Hopkins. They, if, they had, if this had happened in March, they might. Um, so they've, they've done now for two years, tried to get Lamar Jackson – legitimate receivers. And um, what they want Todd Monken to do is to help him get rid of the ball quicker, run less. But when he runs, still be really good at it, which he will be. The key is you don't want him taking off when his first receiver is not open. And Todd Monken is supposed to also try to help him become a better passer uh, toward the boundary. He's always best going down the middle of the field to tight end Mark Andrews. Well, now they've given him some weapons on the outside, and hopefully he'll become more accurate on the outside. What do you think Eric Bieniemy? it looks like in D.C. with him being the offensive coordinator now? We've been talking on my show here today about offensive coordinators under a lot of pressure. The new one here, Bobby Slowick, came from the 49ers, is implementing that system with C.J. Stroud. You got Todd Monken, who's in a lot more pressure because he's got Lamar Jackson. He's supposed to make him and the offense better. And then Eric Bieniemy, who didn't call plays in Kansas City, had like eight interviews, has never gotten head coaching job. At some point, people should think, well, maybe it's him. Maybe it's his interviews. Maybe he needs some professional help about how to interview better. Uh, maybe he needs a better agent. I don't know, but what? What he's been doing has not been working. And so he goes to a team with a new owner taking over, which means the head coach, Ron Rivera, could be fired in one season. The enemy could be looking for a job. And he goes to a team of the quarterback, Sam Howell, who started one game last year after being, I think, a fifth-round pick. So he couldn't have gone into a tougher situation, but that might have been the only offer he had. So which quarterback do you think is under the most pressure coming into next season? Boy, it has to be a veteran. It has to be not – it doesn't matter where you're picked. You know, Bryce Young's not under pressure. C.J. Stroud, those guys are working. Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, it's a veteran. And I would think Lamar Jackson getting a big contract and having one playoff victory, being four years removed from being MVP, being hurt in the end of the last two seasons, he's got to prove he can stay healthy, he can adapt to the new offense, and he can win in the postseason because he has been fantastic in regular season, but he hasn't been able to carry it over. 
And if you want to be regarded as a great quarterback, you got to win in the postseason. So I would say Lamar Jackson. Another one is Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones got that big contract, mm-hmm. and nobody thinks he's worth it. It's just timing. And the timing was right for him. Now, he's got to live up to it because he's done nothing in his career that makes you think he's worth the kind of money he got. But either they franchise him or they or they let him leave, and they had to sign he or Saquon Barkley so they could franchise the other one. And it's a lot cheaper to franchise a running back. John, we'll close out on this. We'll stick in the NFC East. How about those Philadelphia Eagles? They paid Jalen Hurts the big money. They lost both their coordinators, offensive and defensive. Plenty of guys in free agency, but they, you know, they 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 restocked the trenches during the draft. What do you think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to do this year in the NFC East? Oh, and by the way, it's so difficult to repeat as a division champs in the NFC East. It sure is, and that makes me think, you know, it's going to be Dallas or Philadelphia. I kind of feel like the Giants kind of captured lightning in a bottle and they're going to realize who they are and come back to reality and they could still be one seven or eight games but it's a two-team race and uh, uh the eagles are a legitimate super bowl contender i don't think the cowboys are even though they won 12 games the last two years and they got a lot of pieces in place but they're the cowboys <laughs> probably half the country wasn't born last time they went to a championship game There's no doubt about that. We'll see how it all shakes out. It's always interesting in the NFC East. We used to call it the least, but not last year. We did not call it the least. John, Sports Radio 610, what you got cooking for us? I've got columns uh, on uh, the Texans and the Astros. I appreciate you guys having me, and uh, I hope you have a great rest of the week, and uh, thank you. Thank you so much, John. We appreciate you as always, my man. There he is, John McClain, the general, Sports Radio 610, on Twitter, at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. Always love having John McClain on. As Jim from Yonkers likes when we have him on as well, he just hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R, and you can too as well at any time of the show when we have a guest. If you want us to pass a message on, you can. But Jim from Yonkers say real quick, John McClain is my favorite guest. Thank you. 317 is the time. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Many thanks to my guy, John McClain, Sports Radio 610. Join us in the last segment, talking all things NFL. Talked a little bit about Jimmy G's contract. Talked a little bit about DeAndre Hopkins. Talked about teams that may have a little bit of pressure on themselves in 2023. uh, Quarterbacks that have a lot of pressure on themselves in 2023. A lot of NFL conversation with John McClain. Always a great listen. He joins us each and every Tuesday at 3 o'clock. You can always get any of our interviews that you may miss at lvsportsnetwork.com. Show is always podcasted right after the show gets wrapped up. So, so far on the show today, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk joined us. Todd Dewey from the RJ. And as mentioned, John McClain. Coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, myself and JT, we had the Raiders roundtable today over at Raiders HQ in the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Uh, We did that. It was probably only about 20 to 25 minutes. We didn't have, normally we have Lincoln Kennedy or a former Raider player or some kind of really good interview uh, between the two of us. But it was just me and JT just kind of scatter shooting on Jimmy G, on the schedule, on Thursday night uh, schedule, the flexing of the schedule, the kickoff rule. Uh, we're just, like I said, scatter shooting on a bunch of different topics. Uh, it's available right now. I don't encourage you to go check it out right now because, well, we're on the radio, so why would I want you to go do that? But – you can hear it in the 5 o'clock hour. As soon as Unnecessary Roughness is over, it'll be on following that. Of course, you can check it out on the Raiders' YouTube, any platform that they have out there 
as well. So that's just a little bit of a programming note. But we do want to hear from you, Raider Nation. We don't have another guest until 4 o'clock. That's Matt Smith from 104.3 The Fan in Denver. I was on his radio show yesterday uh, while he was on on Memorial Day, him and Noshawn Marino, and we were talking about Jimmy G. We were talking about the Raiders. He started talking about Jared Stidham. But we also talked some NBA, and of course the Denver Nuggets now, we know they're going to play the Miami Heat in the finals to get started on Thursday. So we'll get a little bit of a Nuggets preview from Matt coming up at 4 o'clock. Then we'll get a Heat preview tomorrow, and then an NBA Finals preview you on Thursday before the finals tips off. So again, we got a lot coming up on the show uh, the next few days, of course, uh, throughout the course of the week here on Unnecessary Roughness. But we want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. It's Ray Nation listener line. Of course, at don'tbebroke.com, text sign 69187, keyword r Got a bunch of texts coming through already. This one, uh, if G- even if Jimmy G can play, how much is the foot injury going to affect his play? He's already not a very mobile quarterback, so is this going to raise the probability that he gets hurt again or that he doesn't play as well as he has in the past? He's already ranked in the mid-20th when he isn't injured. That's a text from the 707, and that's a good point, and I brought that up uh, earlier. Well, last week, as a matter of fact, Pro Football Focus put out the rankings and had him at 24, and I was pretty shocked that he was at 24 because of the players players that were behind him. I was like, wait a minute, you got rookies, 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 and guys that have never started a season are all behind Jimmy G, where regardless how much you like him or not, he still won games, right? I'm not a big fan of Jimmy G. I'll be the first to tell you. I wasn't the guy that was pounding the table. That was really a morning tailgate thing. That wasn't a cute thing. That wasn't an unnecessary roughness thing. But now he's the Raiders quarterback, so we're going to definitely support him, and hopefully that he can win games for the team. And he has won in the past. But that's a good question about, you know, how is that foot injury, even if he does come back, and I'll say it in air quotes, 100% healthy, how much does that affect him even maybe with the thought of running? He doesn't run a lot. He's only got like 200-something career rushing yards, so he doesn't run a lot. Derek Carr has 800-something career rushing yards, so just think about that for a minute. But maybe because of that foot injury, he really thinks like, yeah, no thanks, I'm not going to take off. Yeah, so that's like whoever the texter is, thank you for that text, because we just don't know, and then – What's the chances of that injury getting re-aggravated next season? That's my biggest concern with Jimmy G because we all know that, hey, you can pass that physical and then it could be, hey, I'm good to go. But the first time, like you said, he's got to take off and run. Is he going to be hesitant to do that? Is it going to set up where sometimes, hey, since you're trying to protect the foot so much that maybe it's the other foot that now you got to worry about? We don't know these things when it comes to this injury, and that's why it is so worrisome for me because, yeah, of course you want him to come back and you want him to win. But I just don't know how effective he's going to be because I know that the Raiders, they, they obviously, they're all in because, as you were talking about earlier, what would they have known, when would they have known? But they don't have those worries because so taking Aiden O'Connell in the fourth round, they feel confident in him. I just don't know how soon he's going to be back to Jimmy G that was or if he'll ever get back to, let's say, top 15 right. quarterback in the league. I mean, it's a good question. You know, as Jim from Yonkers pointed out earlier, I mean, they took away his signing bonuses, which is a big deal. Right, Mike Florio pointed that out when we had him on the show as well. Take away a guy's signing bonus. I mean, think about this. If you're supposed to receive a certain amount of money the day you sign your deal and all of a sudden they say, yeah, you know what, DeMond, that's not going to happen after all. Uh, we'll just go ahead and build that into your base salary that you'll receive throughout the course of the year. That's kind of that's kicking the stones. But then at the same time, if you agree to it, one, I guess you're confident that you're going to be fine to go get that money. But then also, do you have another option or is this the best option that you have? I think for Jimmy G that we all knew that it was just a matter of he doesn't have any more options. So when he says at the introductory press conference, yeah, it's collaborative. If it wasn't, what else was he going to do? 
Well, I mean, you could have he could have gone back out on the open market and could have potentially signed with another team if if another team wanted him. I mean, there's teams that always need quarterbacks, so you never know what he could have got on the open market. Clearly, this was the best op- opportunity because he did agree and come to agreement with the Raiders early in the legal tampering period. So a lot of the the voids had already been filled by the time that you know by the time he actually got to town to to take that physical and sign his contract. But you know, I mean, he he could have probably. If he felt confident, like, hey, this isn't cool. I want to make sure I get my signing bonus. I'm not gonna, I'm not doing this deal. And look, we've seen free agents do that, right? I mean, let's make no mistake about it. We've seen guys agree to deals in principle, and then when they get to the team to go and sign that deal, they they have a change of heart. No, I'm just gonna go back to my old team. I'm gonna do this. We've seen that happen, and he chose not to do it. So clearly the Raiders feel pretty confident in him. And he feels pretty confident as well. 702-365-9200. Want to hear from you. And uh, we got Demon. We got my man Greg. Greg, who we got up? Got to use the mic. This is ADA, and then I didn't hear the rest of what oh, he said. ADA, that's, that's, Ivan that's, Davis. That's, yeah, there we go. There we go. I was trying to figure it out, and I was like, man, I don't know what you're saying, but hold on. <laughs> ABA, Ivan Davis, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? How's it going? I'm assuming we're talking about Jimmy G, the app not working, so I couldn't catch up yep. with, with what you guys are doing. Uh, I think Jimmy is uh, is going to be fun. I, 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 I'm going to err on the side of caution that the Raiders know exactly – what they're doing and understood uh, the risk uh, that he that he would be fine towards training camp. And it's, I'm not gonna say it's not urgent that he doesn't show up to camp, but if he knows the offense like he like they say he knows the offense, then he doesn't need that much work other than working with the receivers. Yeah, okay. Uh, and so go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Oh, and. Uh, that's pretty much it, okay, is that, uh, you know, they better have plan B, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, well, thank you for the call, my man. Appreciate you. That's ABA Ivan Davis right there. And, yeah, I mean, again, this could all be a conversation that ends up leading to really nothing, right? It all could be good. Training camp could come around. Number 10 could roll out there and start cooking and starting to learn, you know, what, what Devontae Adams likes, what – uh, you know, what, what uh, Jaco- Jacoby uh, Myers likes, what Hunter Renfro likes, how he likes the ball to be received. You know, just he can start doing all that and everything could be good. It's just the it's just the conversation of, well, what if it isn't right? What if everything doesn't heal correctly? What if everything doesn't go as smoothly as, uh, you know, as, as expected? That's that's when you start thinking, well, what does it look like after that? And the reason I bring it up and the reason that I really show concern, because as I've said a million times, that I'm a fan first. I'm a fan. I was a fan before any of this. And I just, I feel for the fan base right now. Like, I'm going to be fine. At the end of the day, I'll be fine. Whatever happens, I have a job. This is what I'm going to do every single day. I'm going to come to work as long as my job allows me to. Right? I'm going to come here and do a show as long as I'm allowed to. So I'm going to be, I'll be fine in that sense of the, the, the conversation. Of course, I want to see the Raiders do the best at all times. But as we all go to work, we all go to work. So that's going to be okay with me. But... I'm thinking about the fan base that, you know, got super excited when the schedule came out, started started planning their their trips to Vegas when the schedule came out, started, you know, going through the schedule saying, okay, here's a win here, here's a loss here, here's a win here, here's a loss here, oh, here's a nice little stretch. I'm I'm concerned about the fan base that lives and dies everything silver and black and is so desperate for this team to be a really good team again and get back to winning ways again. Like, that's that's my biggest concern. And so if all of a sudden, not even in June – we're talking about a potential injury that may linger into training camp, maybe linger a little bit further into training camp. If you're the fan base, you're you. It's kind of a, like I said, a, it's kind of a kick in the stones. 
yeah, like you said, a kick in the stones. And we don't want to do shoulda, coulda radio, but then you open yourself up to the fan base getting angry about missed opportunities. Where whether it be, I don't want to go back to, hey, why did they get rid of Derek Carr? Because they obviously didn't uh, know yeah, about that's, this. That's, when that, that ship was there. sailed, yeah. Yeah, that ship has sailed. But when it comes to the fans just being angry, where you're saying maybe a little bit, I, they obviously aren't worried about it enough because they didn't try to trade up and see get one of these potential you know franchise-changing quarterbacks mm-hmm. where it just opens themselves up to with this Jimmy G where if he misses you know more than 50% of the season where it's the, the fan base is feeling like the team has let us down again, and that's what we don't want. We want Jimmy G to be successful, but you, you have to think about these things when it comes to a foot injury with a guy that is just injury-prone year after year after year. And everybody, like say John McClain said it, he's only played one full season, yeah. only played, if you want to give him the benefit of the 2016. doubt, 2016, and only played in a game where he played 15 games when it's still a 16th mm-hmm. season, one time. So let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say he only played two full seasons, technically. And that's just not good enough. So with this guy where he comes in here with his injury history, a lingering injury, it makes me want to ask Jimmy G the question. I know he wanted to do all he could for the 49ers last year. Why didn't you get the foot surgery as soon as possible? Right. As soon as the season was over, you know, the, the 49ers, you get eliminated from the playoffs. Why did you put it off until you had to get signed with a new team? I don't think that this is something that crept up on him. No, and see, I think a lot of that has to do with the 49ers team doctor saying that he didn't have to. Them saying that he was healthy. Oh, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You don't have to get the you don't have to get the surgery. And then only and this is credit to the Raiders doctors, them going through and when he finally arrived at the facility, being able to say, Yeah, this is what you need to do. So credit to them for catching it, because some teams could have just fast tracked the physical, oh, yeah, just uh, you're fine, da, da, da. you'll be good to go, and then sign the deal. Instead, they went back and said, oh, no, you got to do this. Now let's go ahead and make this adjustment and put that clause. And we got a text that said, I believe they had to take Jimmy G's signing bonus away because he didn't pass the physical. Well, that was what they put into the contract. And that's why we had Mike Florio on earlier to talk about it. They took that signing bonus away and said, no, we're going to put this into your contract as a – as your base salary. So, yeah, no, they didn't have to take it away. They chose to take it away, and that's how they protected themselves, which, again, is very smart. you got to give the front office a lot of credit for saying, okay, we're going to roll with you. We're trusting in you. We believe you're going to be fine. But just in case you're not, we're going to protect our backside. So I'm not mad at them for making that that choice and also putting in that that whole amendment or addendum G and whatever. And, of course, it's fitting that it would be addendum G when you're talking about Jimmy G. But, I mean, I read that, and I was thinking, like, whoa, right? I mean, there's some pretty – pretty. I mean, and I'm sure it's standard. Obviously, I don't read contracts, and this is never a situation that I've uh, been in. But just looking at it and and talking about – you know, if he doesn't regain motion of his foot or he doesn't or he might lose motion of his foot and he doesn't do this properly. And, you know, the Raiders aren't liable. The NFL isn't liable. And like I said, I'm sure these are standard, but it's just like when you read it, it kind of opens your mind to what's really going on. Also, a good point where Dave Ziegler, where, like you said, he did his he did his due diligence yeah, they when did their it came job. to getting this contract done. Part of that addendum G is that if the injury happens again, that I think that they can void the contract. Where if this injury is, where let's say he has to miss yeah. the rest of the season, it's got to be it's got to be related to that injury. Yeah, it can't but, be something yeah, new. Obviously, if, if, new, he break, then, if he breaks his hand, it's like right, ah, you know, right. Yeah. But if he if this injury happens again, and I think they can void the contract with that addendum if this happens during the season. So they did their due diligence. Right. You know what is wild about this whole situation? As we sit here, it's what three thirty three. It's an hour and thirty three minutes into the show. I've never talked about injuries as much as I've talked about since Jimmy G's been the Raider quarterback. <laughs> I mean, seriously, seriously. Like, think about that. I'm not trying to, you know, make a funny. I'm just, like, being honest. And I guess because the Raiders have had the same quarterback for nine years, and so it's, it's new territory. But I have never done shows where I'm literally talking about injuries the whole damn time. 
Like the big topic coming off of Memorial Day weekend was an injured foot and passing a physical. I've never had this conversation ever. That's wild. Think about. I mean, think about that. Even with even with position players. Seriously, when was the last time? And I'm trying to think. I mean, the Raiders had Marcus Mariota, who didn't get on the field very much, and he was pretty banged up. But when's the last time the Raiders had a guy that was so injury-prone that we always talked about, well, he's got to stay healthy? Like, who is that? I I mean, seriously, I don't know the answer to that. I'll wait. Who's got it? Who's got that answer? Who was the last guy that was like, well, that guy's always injured? Darren Waller. I w- no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that was the case. I think those past. I think two that seasons, was recency bias. I think you're being a little recent, right? Well, yeah, well, me being aboard the past two seasons, it felt like you know the 2021 but and 2022. The first, I yeah, just, but in 2020, no, I got you. But in 2021, when he got injured, that wasn't until Thanksgiving, so that's already late November. Mm-hmm. And then it was, and that was a weird injury that nobody even knew what a. It wasn't lap band. I keep thinking lap band. What was it? What was it? <laughs> <laughs> Greg said, that's what I need. <laughs> no, it was some kind of, what was it? IT band? IT band. Yeah, like someone, yeah, yeah. IT band. Like, I had never even heard of that. That that seems like, that's almost like that there was an injury in the back, the small of the back. As a matter of fact, Derek Carr had it one time, too, when they said he broke his back. It's these little muscles in the small of your back that apparently they break all the time, uh, and you just never heard of them. I didn't hear about that injury until... Uh, Bryce Petty broke his when he was the quarterback of Baylor. Like you learn these things when you you know are around teams long enough and you cover teams long enough, you start to learn things. So yeah, Darren Waller in in 2021, like you mentioned, but that was that was Thanksgiving, so that's already late November. So I could I could see a little bit, and then of course last year. But I mean, was there another guy that was always injured that that we literally talked about all the time? Like, I, and I'm not even talking about just here on Raider Nation Radio. I'm just talking about in general. Like, when was the last time? And we really talked about a quarterback. Like, I remember the end of like Steve Young's career, everyone was concerned about him getting a concussion, right? Troy Aikman. Remember, he all of a sudden everyone was talking about Troy Aikman all the time and injury. Tua. We talk about Tua all the time. It's like, well, is he gonna stay healthy? Like that's like we're having Miami radio right now. We're doing Miami radio. <laughs> but I feel like for Tua, it's even not that it's different, but it's also like, oh, it's the big hits. You can pinpoint, you know, the the three hits. Well, obviously. Yeah, but he's jacked up. And he was jacked up in college. Yes. Right? I mean, he was jacked. He had a hip injury. I remember being a big fan of Tua. And and as soon as he had that hip injury, I was like, ah, yeah, I'm staying away from that. I'm staying away from that. Because just because you can't can't count on that. Who was a guy who was injured in college a lot? There was a, wasn't there a guy? This recency? Uh, Yeah. Quarterback? Damn, I can't remember. I know um, who was the wide receiver that the Raiders drafted in the third round that he's in. He's in New Orleans now uh, with, with the Saints. He was – Brian never, Edwards? Yeah, he was supposed to be the next T.O. He was, that, was his, <laughs> that was his M.O. in, in college. He was, always, he was always injured a lot. So there's that guy. Just didn't get to live up to that potential. We got a text. Darren McFadden, yeah, he was injured a lot with the Raiders. But he didn't come into, school, into, the, you know, into the NFL with the injury prone. But he was. His feet were always jacked up. That's a good one. Good call. We got two on Darren, Darren uh, McFadden, good ones. But was Darren McFadden, was he a guy that going into the season – Ah man, we just don't know what. No, about yeah. McFadden. After a while, yeah. After a while, I remember that. That's yeah. After a while, it was like, well, McFadden's gonna have a big year if he stays healthy. That, that's because his toes were so jacked up. But I think that had to do with that field that they were playing on in Oakland, playing in the dirt, right? Because when he went to Dallas, and Greg knows he's an Eagle fan, McFadden was fine. <laughs> he ran for a thousand plus yards. You can turn your mic on. He ran for a thousand plus yards. Yeah, of course they wait. He waits till he gets to Dallas, and all of a sudden the dude is like uh, the next Jim Brown, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's one. But look, you're an Eagle fan. Let me ask you: Has there been an Eagle that that you thought back and you're like, man, as long as he stays healthy, they'll be fine? Well, pretty much every quarterback we've had since the '90s, I guess you could say. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, Randall Cunningham, 
Uh, I feel like they would have won the 91 if he didn't get injured. Uh, McNabb was always injured. Uh, Vic had his collarbone. I mean, a lot of these guys obviously use their legs a lot, you know, so right, right. they're taking more hits than the average quarterback. Um, but, yeah, yeah I, I mean. I think Baltimore is talking about that with Lamar, right? right He's got right. to stay healthy. 100%. Uh, right. Even Hurts from last year. I mean, yeah. they wind up going to the Super Bowl, but we didn't know what was going to happen at the end of the season. Yeah. You know, everybody's all oh, the Eagles roster is loaded. Then Hurts goes down. I'm like, man, these, these guys stink. Like, <laughs> hurry up and come back, you know. Right. So, yeah. and Wentz even. So, I mean, I, Eagles, man, a lot of injuries with quarterbacks. But. Yeah, no, that's that's true. And it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, turf toe. That's what uh, – that's what we got hit up by uh, on the text line. Thank you so much for that with uh, McFadden. I think that's a really good one. I got a tweet that says Josh Jacobs, and I don't think Josh is that. I, I get it, but I, I never felt like Josh was injury prone. I just felt like he's a running back, and the way he runs, he's going he's gonna to get banged up. And that dude, he doesn't try to avoid contact. Uh, but then again, he had a contract year last year, and he didn't miss a game. So, And even then, there were still times where you saw him get up, and he'd be a little gimpy. So, yeah, I can see that. I, I can Now that I talked myself into that, I, I can see Josh Jacobs a little bit, but not obviously at the level that we're talking with when it comes to Jimmy J. Yeah, I think with Josh Jacobs, it's always he's just getting nicked up. Like you said, the mm-hmm. style of play that right. he has, he's always a guy, and not saying that he's vocal to let you know about his injuries, but, yeah, you can see it from the style of play that he has that, yeah, he's going to get a bruise here every now and again. But it hasn't been something where you're worried about Josh Jacobs may miss the whole season because of this. It, you know, it's a, a bruise here or, a, you know, a, yeah. like a tweak here, a tweak there. That maybe he has to, he's had to miss a couple of games, but it's never been Josh Jacobs may miss the whole season. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. So, And I don't think anyone's ever really come into the season with Josh and said, well, you know, the Raiders are going to go as Josh Jacobs. If he if he's if he's available, then they'll they'll have an opportunity. But if he's not, they don't. Right. I don't I don't feel like we've ever had that conversation. But I understand, especially when he'd get up sometimes and he would look like he's banged up and he looks like he's injured. And then he goes back out there and plays for the most part. Josh Jacobs is solid to me. I mean, he's a solid player. Uh, if you go back and look at the the games he's played and, and how many he's he's missed, it's only a, a handful of games that he's missed. So I don't, I'm not – I think Christian McCaffrey, if you want to talk about running backs, that's a guy that you talk about quite a bit when it comes to injuries. And I remember when the 49ers traded for him last year, I tweeted out immediately, oh, C-Mac's going to be coming to Allegiant. And everybody was like, oh, he'll be injured by then. Oh, he'll be injured by then. So I think C-Mac, if you're talking about running backs – that's a good one to talk about when you come to, to guys that are always banged up. And that's unfortunate, man, that that's just the nature of the beast. Some guys, they get injured, and some guys just stay injured, right? And, and, and even when they try to do everything in their power to come back, and I've talked to plenty of ex-players. I do all these ESPN radio shows, and I'll have ex-players on, and they'll say, Q, at some point, I just looked at it and said, hell, it's another injury I got to try to recover from and come back from. I just can't do it. I just, you know, I just got to call off the dogs, right? I mean, just – Sometimes that's how it is, and that's how this sport, this NFL, this football game is. And, of course, when you get to the NFL level, it's just that much more. Yeah, I think Pat McAfee was a good example of that. Uh, oh, another knee surgery? Right. But, I, but he had the media career to fall back on because he was already starting to dabble. But you see it so many times with players that, yeah, they just don't want to go with the recovery. The cert- Lincoln Kennedy. Yeah. That's why he also retired yeah. because it's another, another offseason of trying right. to come back. You know what, guys? I know I could still play at maybe a Pro Bowl mm-hmm. level, but I'm good on that. Right, and, and that's and and that makes sense, and it's okay. You know, I mean, it's no shame in that. Getting to the league is one thing; staying is a long time. That's why when these guys look back and you see guys that have you know 15, 16 year careers, 18 year careers, 20 year careers, you're like, how the hell did you do that? I mean, even think about Tom Brady, right? And he had one major injury, one major injury, and that was a torn ACL, and that was on a hit that was, you know, it wasn't dirty, but it was just a low hit. It just happens. They you took know? it out the league. They, well, it's because it was a quarterback and it happened. I mean, you know, if, if something else had happened, they would have – 
they would have taken taken care of that as well. But yeah, I mean, again, he he played all those years and really only had one major injury. You got to give him a lot of credit for that. Three forty two is the time. We'll take a quick break. Get back to your calls and text seven zero two three six five nine two hundred. Also, the don't be broke dot com text line six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. Did the Raiders, in your opinion, potentially make a mistake by not pursuing another vet quarterback or not getting more aggressive in the draft to get the potential franchise guy? Or are they good? Let us know about us. Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. 3.47 is the time. Coming up at 4 o'clock, top of the hour, Matt Smith, 104.3 The Fan in Denver. We'll talk all things Denver Nuggets as we now know the NBA Finals will be the Nuggets first the Heat. And I'll tell you, and we'll talk to Matt coming up at 4, and I'm sure he'll probably feel the same way. I don't even think this is a close series. I really don't. I feel like Denver with that home court advantage is just really going to handle their business against Miami. Matter of fact, I'm most interested in game one because Denver's been sitting at home so long that maybe they have a little bit of rust that they got to shake off early, but I really feel like Denver is going to handle their business against Miami. But look, I counted out the Lakers forever and they kept winning. I counted out Miami for a lot of times. They kept winning. I counted them out after they lost game six. The way that they lost game six, I said, oh, it's no way that Boston's going to lose game seven at home and Boston got cooked. So what I'm telling you is I've been wrong a lot. <laughs> so when I say Denver's going to beat up on Miami, I'm probably wrong about that. We'll talk to Matt Smith from 104.3 The Fan in Denver coming up at 4 o'clock. But we have been uh, talking with you, and we want to hear from you at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword r Talk about Jimmy G and injuries. Did the Raiders potentially make a mistake by not pursuing another veteran quarterback or not getting more aggressive in the draft to go get that potential franchise guy. Let's hear from David right here in Vegas. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, David? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yes, hey, sir. Look, if we're going to be real here, yeah, yep. they made a mistake. They, they, made, they made a few mistakes. And if, if we don't think they're holding their breath to hope that this works out, if Jimmy G's healthy, which we all keep saying if Jimmy <laughs> right. G's healthy, he's going to be awesome. He's going to be better than Derek Carr. He's going to be great. However, they never should have signed that, that deal with Derek Carr. They never should have got rid of Derek when they did. They never should have signed Jimmy G the way they did. They never should have done a lot of things, but they did. So we got to all hold our breaths with them and hope everything's okay. There's no backup plan anymore. They could have traded. They could they could have paid that money to Derek Carr. It's almost like they're shopping at the discount rack, and they've got the money to not shop at the discount rack, and that's what they did. I don't know why they did it. This, I, I don't know how much money the Raiders do or don't have, but if you look at it, they they were discount shopping, and you know what they got? They got a discount. There you go. I like it. I like it. Good call, David. Appreciate you. He said they got a discount. They went to the discount store, and they got a discount. It's like when DeMond goes to the dollar store and tries to get a steak. He gets a dollar store steak, and we all know that that's not good. But DeMond does it, and that's how he rolls. David, thanks for that call. I do appreciate you. Got one text from Keith in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. I really think the Raiders would have been better off keeping Stidham to give them a younger backup. Also, I was shocked to hear DeMond's voice while listening to the AEW Media Scrum on Sunday night. Again, that's from Keith in Charleston, South Carolina. How was the AEW Media Scrum? Oh, it was so much fun because professional wrestlers, that was my first time doing a scrum like with wrestling, and it's the, you know, there's the the people that you're talking to, they're still staying in character a little bit. So it's it was just that fun of like, oh, this kind of isn't as serious as we do it, you know, after a game or, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, this is the funniest part. Mark Hoke, he's made fun of himself. So MJF, he's the heel champion. He's the bad guy. Okay. So Mark Hoke, he's like, hey, you know, he gives his station right here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And MJF says, congrats on having type 3 diabetes. And Damn. he's like, but he's just, but he's in the character. Yeah. But it's like, 
you didn't have to go there, right? <laughs> but it's, but that's the point of like, no, he's he's still playing the character, right? Either way they're going, so it was it was fun to be there, like as a fan of professional wrestling. But it was also like, oh, we can just have fun with this. There you go. Well, look, if that if, <laughs> if you can have fun with it, I know somebody who will enjoy it. That is one Demon who likes to have fun with everything. So I'm sure that that was good. Keith, thanks for the text. We do appreciate you. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Talk to our brother Raider X. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, fellas. Hey, fellas. Hey, so do you want to talk about this Jimmy G, man? Yep. So, you know, they knew what they were getting. I mean, you don't you don't go out and get that quarterback without knowing exactly what you're getting to. And we knew what the topic was going to be. It was going to be about injury and all about the likelihood of injuries. And, you know, that's, that's just part of dealing with that. And what, what's, what's concerning is that it's kind of like the previous caller, is that it seems, you know, going into this offseason – that there wasn't a lot of research, you know, going into not only acquiring the team and getting in there as a GM and also a coach, because you're hearing that they gave a lot of, you know, pu- you know, props to Derek Carr, to Darren Waller, to Hunter Renfro, and then they talk about, you know, that just wasn't the quarterback that we thought that was, and we didn't realize that the that the cap was in that type of space or the personnel. We really didn't have an idea on some of the personnel, some of the traits. So, you know, how much research are they really doing it, you know, going into, especially when you got, you know, a freaking frack, you know, team, <laughs> no, no, you know, no insult, but, yeah. you know, they're going in there as a, as a package deal. So you got the brains of an operation and you got the brains of the field going in there and you would have figured they would have done a little bit more research prior to going in there because that was supposed to be a coveted position, as he says, because, you know, um, they didn't want to go into the Colts because they felt that there was better opportunities out there. So, you know, they're picking this prime position, but it doesn't end up being that prime position. So now you're going in for Jimmy G when you could have sit there and done something a different direction. Could they or could they not have? I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that, that's debatable because if they went, you know, all in for a quarterback, you know, no matter if it was a free agent, you know, a la Rodgers, mm-hmm. or they went into the draft, then they wouldn't have been able to fix the defense. And they weren't able to do a youth movement. And then, you know, I mean, so it's kind of, yeah. you can't have both. No, you're right. So, you know, where are we at? You know, and then the last time we really talked about, you know, injuries was when we bought, you know, big, big, the big dummy, you know, Trent Brown. <laughs> you know, and that was, that was injury forever. forever yeah. Because he, That's he true. was the anchor of the right side. That dude's, a, you know, he's a monster. He's a stud. But if, if he played. Right. That's true, and he only played half the time. Great, great stuff, Raider X. Thanks for the call. And See, that's the thing, and that's why I asked the question, did the Raiders potentially make a mistake? Because you could look at it. There's two sides of the argument, right? You could look at it and say, no, they didn't make a mistake. They went with Jimmy G. They went and got the cheaper quarterback, but they did do what Raider X just said. They went with the youth movement. They got a bunch of players on the defensive side of things. They got Tyree Wilson, who they expect to be a longtime stud on the Raiders' defense. They got Michael Mayer in the second round. If they had traded up to go get uh, – C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson. They don't get all these guys. They just don't. Tyree Wilson, no no doubt. Michael Mayer, no doubt. They're not getting either one of those guys. I mean, they just won't because they had to trade to move up. You know, and then if they went and signed a guy like Aaron Rodgers, okay, then how does that affect who they went and signed in free agency? You still don't get those rookies if you get Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yeah, really, you probably get your first-round pick because uh, obviously we saw what uh, what happened with, with the Jets. They were able just to swap picks, and so that worked. So who knows what you do how many draft picks you have, but if you go and sign him and take on that contract, then, you know, maybe you don't have, you know, a Marcus Epps. Maybe you don't have a Jacoby Myers. Maybe you don't have insert this free agent that you picked up, insert that free agent. So there's, you know what I mean? There's two sides to look at it, and that's why I asked the question, did they make a mistake? Because there's an argument to be said of no. No, they didn't. 
Because if this guy is healthy and they, they have enough confidence to believe he is, then they still have a bunch of pieces to work with to help build this team up. So you could make that argument. Yeah, you can make that argument. And also, I'm not rooting for this because I don't root for losers, but you could say, that hey, they didn't make a mistake because if he doesn't play and the team is bad, then they're in a position to have, let's say, a top-five draft pick and maybe get that quarterback of the future for next year's draft. I'm yeah. not saying that because I don't right. want to root for a team that's, t- hey, hey, if, if Jimmy well, nobody, G's out for the season, he's going to tank. But yeah, nobody do. nobody I, wants to root for a loser, right? Yes. Nobody wants to see a team lose, and nobody wants to cover. I mean, I'll tell you, I'll be selfish. I don't want to cover a team that's losing. Very true. I don't. <laughs> Winning is a lot of fun. Uh, right? Uh, winning is great on all levels. doesn't matter if it's high school, college, NFL, NBA. Covering a winner is fun. Covering a loser, not so much. It's more of a job. So then um, from that standpoint, you could say that maybe they don't lose either way. If he's healthy, he plays. But if he doesn't play, they set themselves up to have a great draft pick because no one is going to be expecting Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell to be, you know, some top quarterback that's just going to shock the league. The last thing anyone wants to hear right now on May 30th, 2023 at 3.55 is a draft pick, right? Nobody wants to hear the D word. (laughs) Draft. Nobody cares about the D word. Draft. No one cares about that right now on May 30th, 2023 because the last draft that mattered just passed, April 27th. So if there's any draft they wanted to talk about, it was that draft, not the next draft. And if we start talking about the next draft right now, then everything is gone. Terribly wrong. 3.56 is the time. We'll come back, kick off hour number three of the show. Matt Smith from 104.3 The Fan will join the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.